Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of our take on Survivor. My name is Jonathan. I'm going to be your host today. And joining me, as always, we have Tony Ann and Lauren. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey. All right. So a lot to discuss today because we're going to be discussing two episodes of uh, Survivor. But before we dive into the episodes, a uh, little bit of news to discuss first. So first up, uh, a little bit of sad news um, as Survivor contestant Rudy uh, Bosch uh, had passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's. Um, I, I'm going to miss him for sure. So he was one of my favorites uh, on the show. Me too. What a sad, a sad way to go, too, because he was such a proud man. I mean, he was a true American hero. He is the very definition of that. And he came back for All-Stars, too, right? He was in the very first season, and then he also came back for All-Stars? Yes, and I loved what he said. He said it wasn't the surviving the outdoors that was the challenge. It was surviving the people. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't remember a lot of the the All Stars uh, stuff. That's I remember the first season very well, but I don't remember what happened after that as as vividly. Um, but he'll be missed. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. And absolutely, I, I'm glad he's no longer suffering. So yes, there's that. In other news, across the pond, uh, Australian Survivor has been picked up for two additional seasons, with the next season being an all-star season. And I wanted to just throw the question out to the panel. Would you ever consider watching an international Survivor if it was easily available, be it legally or on, or on TV or on something? If you could easily just turn it on and watch it, would you watch an international version of, or gameplay of this game that we're talking about? Yes. You know, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. It's just that it would be competing with a whole raft of other shows I'm already kind of watching. So I would probably I, I wait until the season's over and then binge it, but I would definitely watch it because I wouldn't be able to keep up week to week. See, that's kind of my take on it is, is along with what Tony Ann said because I tried really hard to watch Survivor South Africa as I know, it was I did airing. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Um, but just trying to keep up with it week to week and then having to go on the hunt to find the episode and then make it, it just, if it, it didn't too much, but uh, now that the season's over, I do kind of want to go back and binge watch what I've missed because it, it is fun seeing international takes on the show from the things that they do. That's the same to the things that they do differently and the way that they adapt certain things. Um, so like with South African survivor, I know it's like the tribal council was scenes were a little bit longer. The episodes were actually 90 minutes versus an hour. So they were able to breathe more. Um, there's just a lot more just differences to it. Whereas like Aussie survivor, it's, it's, there's more episodes, but they're they're like twenty minute episodes. It's because they oh do, they're shorter. Yes, so because they strip them, so they they're multiple episodes throughout the week. So it's just it'd be interesting to see another take on on the show. Um, and I'm always down to try something once, 
but I just don't know. I I don't know if I can agree to taking on something until until the season's over. But we'll see. Uh, I congrats to them. I'm glad they're getting two more seasons because it's always good to know that the format's doing well. And the cool thing is, I know now if Survivor US ever ends, you know what? I'll just hopefully be able to pick up an international version to fill that void. But such is life. So. Let's discuss the show real quick. So last week, we got our tribe swap. So for new vod, uh, Vokai, we have Tommy, Lauren, Dan, Jason, Missy, Le- Elaine, uh, Elizabeth, and Aaron. And then new Liero, we have Jamal, Jack, Janet, Nora, Kelly, Tom, Karashima, and Dean. What did you guys think of the way that this uh, tribe swap happened? The the new teams, were you disappointed that the, the shakeup wasn't more shooken up? Or did you like the way that things played out? I kind of like the way that things played out. I kind of like it when they swap and there's even numbers on both sides. It makes it interesting. Cause, or like if there's more of one than the other, cause it makes things interesting and it gives you a whole new shift to the game. I'd agree. I'd agree. I wouldn't have liked it if, if it was, um, you know, lopsided. But I'm I'm surprised I still haven't seen somebody plan for that. You know, I know I know it's considered like a jinx to throw challenges, but it would be an awful good way to get to get yourself set up for this for the merge. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. I, I I wasn't upset with any of the new the new teams, and it was also interesting to see that the the dynamic really of the tribes still stayed intact, right? So you still have some winners on Vokai and you know some losers on Liero. as they struggled throughout it. So yeah, there there wasn't an island of the idols last week because we got paid by Applebee's guys. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That gave me old school Outback Survivor feels. I kind of liked it because they used to go to Outback Steakhouse all the time. Like in the first, I would say, 10 years of the show, they would do like Outback or like Target or Sears or like all these cool product placements. So I kind of loved it. It was cute. Like, you know what? You pay your bills. But that's all I got for you is go, go on and pay your bills. <laughs> hey, they got to pay it. As as Probst has said a billion times now, you know, you guys don't watch the commercials. If you if you want the show to stay on the air, we gotta pay our bills. <laughs> yeah. And I think the the thing that I think took me out of it the most was I think it was was it Karashima that said something along the lines of, dude, Applebee's is my favorite sit down restaurant. <laughs> and it's like, oh bless your heart. Just... She must she must live in an area that does not have good places to eat. That's just less. <laughs> but all of that led up to the eventual downfall of Tom. So what did you guys think of that? I remember being upset at his exit, but I honestly can't remember why I was mad. I remember being mad. I just don't remember why I was mad. I wasn't mad at all. I mean, I thought it was a smart play. I didn't oh, see I him. I didn't I wanted, see him being lo- loyal to them at all. I he wanted Karashima gone. She annoyed me. So when she was still there, I was mad. <laughs> oh, poor girl. 
And I hate saying that because I want better for her, but she's just not doing anything. And I can't, I can't watch her whine and cry about it another episode. Can't do it. Well, I'm not so sure I thought Tom was that much better. Maybe they didn't focus on him enough for him to have actually annoyed me. He seemed very gruff and and so certain of himself. And and I guess it always bugs me those characters that kind of don't pack their bags when they get there. Like they know they've got it all under control. And I think that you know, he was kind of like that, that telling everybody how it was going to be instead of asking. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? It was more, well, it's obvious. It, it was an exit that I wasn't upset about. It was one that was smart gameplay, it was a smart move. And honestly, it keeps Karashima here as a target, right? Like, that's who they're still wanting gone so uh, like i said before the season i think she's somebody that if she can make it through to merge which somehow she's skating by there's there's a chance she can get pretty far in this game that's if she decides to wake up and play the game that's my thing she's not doing anything she's bottom of the barrel in her tribe and she's not doing anything to try to move herself up she's complaining about it yeah, it's it's just. But she's the she's the sacrificial lamb. You go to the end with her because who the hell is gonna give her the million? I wonder what's gonna happen if she gets picked to go to the island of the idols next, though. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? You know, it's a blind quote unquote draw. So I wonder if. If I'm her, sitting next to her, I'm guaranteed I'm going to win. Now, here's my question. do When they blind draw, do you think they exclude any members of the tribe who've already been? I want to say yes. But I like how loose that they're able to make the rules so they can literally just bring anybody that they want. Because, like, it, it doesn't tell us, you know, who's excluded from it. It doesn't tell us the way it's gonna work, like it's just like, ah, just grab a name out of here, and we'll we'll just find out next week who it was. Because even the audience doesn't get to find out till next week who the quote unquote person that was drawn was. So I did like that it was the per. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. I did like that Elaine, 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 the dirty guys, uh, was the one that was chosen this week because she was the one that her team chose to sit down like i like shaking it up I that like was a that. brilliant move that was so genius and she was so mad about it too that she was sitting out and then she was so mad that she was going to island of the idols and i'm like you're not going to be mad in like 30 seconds oh no <laughs> i'm surprised i don't know whether it's just how they're showing us but it doesn't seem like anybody is really questioning it. Well, because Island of the Idols is such a misconception, it's such a, a misnomer with the name. Like, if you didn't know that Boston Rob and Sandra were there, you would automatically just think it's an island where you could get any kind of immunity idol you wanted, just by the name. Nobody's thinking idol as an idol of the game. 
So they're just thinking that people are going to get advantages, which is technically true. It's just not the advantage they're thinking. So, but I would be trying to ask them questions about what that advantage looked looked well, like. I don't know that I would buy the the whole smashing the thing over and over again. And I'm surprised, but that that's ex- but, that's exactly what Ghost Island was, though. So uh-huh. why wouldn't they? They saw it play out on Survivor. It just has a it just has a different name this season. There's no reason why they wouldn't buy it. And the the thing is, is they i'm not saying that they have aren't still having these conversations i just think that we're just not seeing it be shown again because that was the first two three episodes right was everybody questioning it and now it happened uh, the first and the second and third episode maybe i think that's what i'm saying i think it happened the first three times they went but i mean i don't think they want to tell us those same scenes every single week of everybody questioning it so they're just buying i guess the same established lie and just moving forward or whatever the next lie that they've established is but it's not relevant i guess to the quote-unquote story so we're just not getting to see it which i mean that does bother me too because i'm like you i would be interrogating or questioning everything because it seems a little bit convenient but nevertheless she did go to the island and before he could even finish the words she automatically jumped up and was like, nope, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, doing it, done, don't, doing it, doing it. Like, it was like Nora was, like, inhabiting her body for a minute. Yeah, and but you know what, just... though? They were a lot more receptive to Elaine doing it than they were when Nora did it. Oh, yeah. But they did the same thing. The exact same thing. Yeah, they did the exact same thing, but I think they just liked Elaine a lot better, so they were kind of cool with it. Now, do you think that Boston Rob would have had the chance to explain if she didn't jump, or do you think she would have had to blind jump and she just blind jumped quicker than he thought I she would? I think she had the time to explain, and I think she had the time to even ask, like, to question it, you know? Like, maybe not he wouldn't have explained the whole thing in detail. We would have explained most of it, and then he would have sweetened the deal. And and this is going to be interesting. Is is does Elaine now say, "I know how I got my thing," you know, my my block of vote, and I know that's not the story I've been told by everybody else how they got theirs, and I can make them all look like liars by 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 spilling the beans. Because that's what I've never understood. I mean, you've got a power. Once once her her thing has been used, it's not like she's got any secret, you know, she doesn't have any secret idol. She doesn't have any secret information at this point. She could just blow everybody up. She could, but I don't think she's thinking that way. But like it I- also depends, too. Like, because the other person on her tribe that's been there is Elizabeth and she's good with Elizabeth. So she has no Uh reason to blow up her spot. Exactly. Like what, what does she gain by saying that Elizabeth and others have lied about their experience up to this point? And also I feel like they also compared, you had to think once the tribe swap happened that they compared Island of the Idols stories, right? Yeah. I, I would have. He's been like, okay, so who from your tribe said they went to Island of Idols? Cool. You? Cool. What happened there? <laughs> All right. And that's then, what... Is that story similar or not? Like, it, it's That's why that I like when Elizabeth and Elaine met up, Elizabeth was like, so who'd you meet? <laughs> yeah. 
it, that was the best because now now we know okay so people with the secret are starting to talk together they're starting to go and see where things go because who's it's only kelly is the only other one that's been right kelly that's, yeah, still, on, Nor- that's still on the playing yeah because Nora's on the other tribe right all right so you're right you're right so it's kelly and nora okay and elizabeth and elaine are the only ones playing that have that have been to island of the idols interesting well she was given the task to uh, get the block of vote um which was underneath a table on the second part of this or second leg of this challenge did you guys think she was gonna make it there? Because when she dropped it the first time, <laughs> I not to mention the second time. Wait, she dropped it the second time. I only saw the first one. <sighs> no, she did twice because she put it in her backside and it slid out. Oh and then God. she turned around and she dropped it again. I thought it would have fallen out of the cage and that she was because when it fell, I I thought it fell out of the cage and that she wasn't going to be able to get it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. <laughs> it was it was an interesting competition, though. Um, and again, down to the wire. And every tribal, every tribal, every challenge has been down to the wire. And I like it better that way. I like it better when it's not oh, a blowout. Me too, but it's killing me because I keep thinking that they're blowouts. And then, nope. Down to the last second, we're down to the final shots, and bam! It's just this is why I enjoy this show, and it's because of the social strategy. It's because of competitions where it's anybody's game. Yeah. Now, now, do we think that when they get together again in the main group? That if she thinks the other side lost, do you think any of them will say, hey, ask Kelly, ask Nora. uh, Nora." Assuming they're there by the time we merge? Well, even even if they vote next week and they. Do you say something as they're heading out? To make sure that everybody's suspicious. And goes for one of them and not one of your old, you know, one of your old teammates, one of your Lyros. Because everybody on that side that's gone is an old Vokai. So if I want to make sure a Vokai goes out, don't I want to cast as much suspicion on them as possible? Look how easy it was for Aaron to consider flipping. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they do Island of the Idols when we merge and to see, because by that point, a lot more people are going to be cognizant of what it is. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays going forward and what people decide to do with the information. Because I feel like once we merge, like alliances are going to be different. So once we merge, then people could decide to kind of blow people up. Yeah, I'd be keeping that in my pocket. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't see them outing this whole thing until uh, until merge. 
Yeah, it'll be at a merge. And I picture, like, say Elaine and Elizabeth are tight, right? And somebody gets, sends, and Kelly is the reason Elizabeth went home. Then Elaine can turn around and say, well, Kelly's a liar, and here's how I know. That'll be interesting. It, I just, I, I don't know. Well, do you think that also maybe the game itself might just tell everybody at merge? So maybe at merge, Boston maybe. Rob and Sandra. Oh my God! Could you out. imagine? Could you imagine if Boston Rob and Sandra showed up at the merge feast? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, what if that's how? Like, I, I just, I feel like the game's just gonna have to shake it up once they come to merge. As far as this twist goes. A quick side note: Can I just say how awesome does Boston Rob and Sandra shelter look? <laughs> right. he's building a freaking house and i love it i mean he's got nothing better to do all day they right? only meet people every three days yeah so they have to find something to do with their time before you know in between tribals which their commentaries on tribals kill me uh, they're <laughs> definitely enjoyable but let's let's talk about this tribal right so this was a very very live tribal uh Quite literally. People were going all around just changing up their minds and their stories down to the last second with it looking like Elaine was going to go. And then Jason's name got read. So did you guys think Elaine was a goner? No, I kind of knew she wasn't because I knew I, I had seen that you had tweeted that you were prepped for her to go home. But you, so I kind of figured she didn't just based on that tweet. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know who actually went home, and Jason was a surprise to me. Well, I, it's definitely surprised me, and I was prepared for it because going up to that moment, like I thought, okay, if everybody's saying her name, if everybody's going this way, then this is how it's going to be. And then Jason's name got mentioned, and I was like, whoa, okay, cool. It was, it was definitely I, I not what I was say, expecting. I can't believe... I can't believe the stupidity of Aaron. I, I just can't believe the stupidity. Because he's... He, because he overpromised to everybody now, I think he's going to be dead in the water. Is it stupidity or is it cockiness? Well, I, I don't know. I, it, it may be cockiness that leads him to stupidity but telling the other side I'm going to flip is going to be something that I have to imagine those people are going to share when they get back I mean Jason blew up his spot when he left Jason said don't trust Aaron as he was leaving before he got snuffed yeah and it's going to come out why And I have a feeling that he's he's not long for this world. I have to imagine. Because there's certain things that really kind of get you in the crosshairs. And, and being a traitor is one of them. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I want Aaron to stick around because he was my pick to win when we did our fantasy draft. So I'm rooting for him. <laughs> but he's a bonehead. He's just, yeah, he said a bonehead. That's that's the best way to say it. Um, and then he and then he even after they voted, even after they voted, he's telling the guy, "Yeah, 
yeah, don't worry, no problem. And I was like, don't you think he's going to figure this out in about two seconds? You're just pouring salt in the wound. But, I mean, you are, but it's thankfully it's still pretty jury, so people are just screwing over now, like, yeah, it's, it's blowing up your future game, but at least he's not going to hold a grudge against you. At least not one that can wreck a million dollars. So we shall see. It's it was an interesting episode. So how many more weeks do we think till till we get to the merge? Are we we're still what about three weeks off? I think we might be merging week after next. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think we're much longer off unless we unless they do another quick one episode swap. I mean, they have been known to swap more than once. I, f- I feel like a week after next is the merge, and then probably the night of the merge will also be the night the jury starts. Or one week after that. Interesting. Well, I'm excited. That's, that's pretty much it. I didn't... I don't remember the preview for next week. Oh, shit's blowing up. Everybody's and, like everybody's pissed at Aaron. Like everybody's going crazy. Interesting. Well, uh, yeah, there's something that just got released, and I haven't seen it. Um, but they said that the tagline was that this is the like that probes looked really angry, and and that he said it's one of the one of the more difficult. I'd have to, you'd have to edit that out, but you know, I'm just, I'm trying to think of the word. He, they're basically saying that he was um, angry. And that Probst was angry. That he looked angry at the end of it, and that there was some some big thing that happened um, at, at a know. challenge at tribal. At tribal, survivor. It was just a. It just came out. Um, promo. Like 20, 28 minutes ago on YouTube or something like that. It has something to do with Dan. Hold on. I never had a trial with tribal like this. Okay, so it doesn't really show anything. Um, but he does look pissed. So we shall see. I've never had a tribal like this. That's an interesting statement. What the hell happened? Interesting. I, I don't. I don't know. He looks. He looks. He looks mad. Um, and it looks like they're all just sort of losing their minds. So something must have blown up, and I have to imagine it's going to be something to do Aaron. with Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll have to stay. Unless tuned. something goes off with. Unless something goes off with Jamal, are you going to talk about the whole one, the do rag thing? So, oh yeah, let's that discuss was... that. That's kind of where I was going to say before we wrap up. So, the other big incident was Jamal and Jack's racial incident. So, Jack made a dumb comment um, and referred to Jamal's buff as a do rag, and it just it kind of opened up a wider discussion um on race and on politics for for this game and 
it was just a really interesting scene. It um, really was. And I wasn't expecting it to be like that. Like, it was actually handled really well. Like, Jack realized he messed up. We under, you know, we got a better perspective of what Jamal was thinking in his confessional. And then they had that really honest conversation. And to see how much that apology meant to Jamal almost made me cry. But that, yeah, it did actually make me, me cry. And, and I think that's something we need more of in this country is that they both could have just stayed mad. You know, the one guy could have been defensive and the one guy could have been angry and they could have just gone in their corners and never spoken again. But instead, there was actually a moment to have a peaceful dialogue and an explanation. And here's what I thought it meant. And here's what it meant to me. And this is why it hurt me and giving an honest apology. I, I just the country needs more of that. And it was really a nice thing to see to me. Agree. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that is going to make them formidable. I really do. I think that I would be shocked if they don't end up going, trying to go to the end together. Yeah, I, I kind of see that now going forward as far as they go. Um, well, so last thing is Entertainment Weekly um, did sit down with Jeff Ropes to discuss this episode and going forward. And going off of what you just said, uh, teasing what's to come, uh, he sat down with Dalton Ross and said, we're about halfway through the season now. What can you tell us about next week's episode? And he said, I don't want to tease too much, but I think when the episode's over, fans will once again have the feeling that Survivor is one of the very few shows that remains current and always of the moment. And because it is always of the moment, it can lead to some surprises and often inspiring conversations. So it sounds like we're in for a roller coaster ride next week. And I can't I'm excited to see what happens. Well, and, and I'll tell you, I just want to say one more thing about it. What I think is cool is we see all of the nutty stuff that has come out of Big Brother and what has really turned me off watching some of those episodes i think the last season that i watched was when they started to have the guy who who had all of the issues um with criminal stuff afterward and all of the first sort of racial comments that were made in in that season and then they get out and they find out how everybody has reacted to it that is not of the moment it's interesting that probes put it that way because it isn't of the moment because it's not, it, there was no chance to really have a dialogue. You're too wrapped up in the game in that moment. Where these guys were able to step out of the game and talk real life, which I think does happen quite a bit in Survivor, ironically enough. But, <laughs> not to go off on too much of a tangent, but don't you think that that's the point of Big Brother? Like, is to have those discussions and inspire those discussions in the moment because we're seeing these people on a daily basis and getting to see them unedited. Like, a lot of the conversation that is coming from Big Brother, especially this season, has been a, really a look at um, misogyny and racial identity and all these things that got brought up. And that's because we got to see these people unfiltered on a daily basis and unedited 
Whereas the packages that Survivor's providing us were the packages that CBS provided with the show that was aired, like manipulated the footage in a way that took that out. Like the racial incidents that happened on Big Brother this past season didn't even occur on the show itself. It occurred on the live feeds. Like you wouldn't have even known about it had they not brought it up on, you know, clips on the show. So don't you think that that experience is different and why the shows exist the way they do? I mean, they're going for a different element. But to me, I guess if you're asking me, do do I want to see how badly people are screwed up in this world? I, I already know that. <laughs> but when we get into a healing conversation, which for whatever reason, I guess because they depend on each other, for so much of their daily survival, they have to sleep next to each other. They have to eat next to each other. We're big brother. You can go in, in the other courtroom. You can go in the other bedroom. You have a way to divide yourself from other people in a bigger way. I think discourages the healing conversation and the meaningful conversation that you have when somebody comes out as trans or they say, you know, I've always been weak or you know, never been able to be strong, never, never been able to be athletic, you know, somebody like Siri, you have some of these great conversations. And then those moments where somebody's on a, a balance beam and everybody's just rooting for her to cross. Even oh, I love that beam. moment. I, I just think there's some moments that are bigger than, and I think for whatever reason, Survivor taps into that in a more meaningful way than other reality shows. And I think it's because you're stripped away of all your creature comforts. Like you're living on a beach with no food, no, no cell phone, no outside world. You're just you and your tribe mates. And that's vulnerable. So I think that's why we get to see a sometimes gentler, kinder, kinder, more vulnerable side of people because it's who they are and they're exposed on that island. Well, exactly. And I think also it helps to be able to have a full picture of the story that they want to tell, right? Because when Survivor comes to air, like they've been done filming for a couple months at that point, And they've already got the narrative of how they already know who the winner is. So they already know how to craft a story for each of these characters when people are getting booted out, how much airtime they need to spend on this person to craft a story or narrative to make people feel a certain way. So it allows more of those human moments. Whereas a show like big brother, like it, it's live. It's edited like day after it's aired, you know, like there's the, there's not as much time to manipulate or tell a story or to have those human moments because they might focus on the wrong things. Like you said. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting, but that's, that is what I do like about survivor is the heart. Right. And I do think survivor more than any show or any reality competition show is going for that family. Right. It, it's about having that experience where you get to go home and watch with everybody. Whereas a show like big brother or the challenge or et cetera are not necessarily looking for the same i i just am thinking like you know the the moment when um zeke came out as as trans you saw a lot of heart to that and i think in big brother because they can separate out there would have been a lot of ugliness 
somebody would have made a smart ass comment and then somebody else would have right. joined but, in. But the and point that I'm going to make there is you don't say, you can't say that that's not happening on Survivor because their cameras aren't always on them. Somebody probably is making a smart ass comment or doing those things. They're just not showing it to us. Like, I, I don't believe the world is like those people that are on the yeah. island are automatically nice people and we're just not getting shown that when CBS has been shown through Big Brother to n- cover this stuff up. There's, and, there have been ugly moments in Survivor in seasons past that have been completely removed from the narrative of the season and the show. And I'm not suggesting that they, they don't happen. I'm suggesting that because of the way this show is designed, we also get to the healing moment. And that's what I, I prefer to see the moment where actual dialogue happens when you actually talk about the thing you're upset about because people can't can't control their emotions they react they say you shouldn't have said that and it either explodes and then there's discussion or there's or there's just discussion but it it always seems to come to a a a better resolution and a better understanding and i guess if you're asking me what i think is neat about the show is that I think we're all pretty well aware of the ugliness that happens in the world, but we don't get to the understanding of why was that wrong? Because I, I, I think there's a lot of people in the world that would have used that, that word to describe the buff and would have had no clue at all that they were potentially being offensive. And so now you've had this discussion, and I took from that, wow, that's a word I'm never going to use again. Not that I ever, not that I had much cause to use it in the first place, but now I understand that that word has a meaning to it that I necessarily didn't understand as somebody, you know, who's living in the Midwest in a particularly white town. True. Very well said. Very well said. Well, on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Artake Media. You can follow podcast at artakemedia.com. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc. Please rate and review us. Let us know what you like. Use the hashtag Artake Survivor when discussing us on Twitter. You can follow Lauren at Lauren at Artake. Tony Ann is XO, Tony Roni XO, and myself is Soap Wiki and John. Until next time, bye bye. Bye, everybody.